It's the one thing I've ever done in my life that I really love. I've started a lot of projects and quit. I've tried this, I tried that, but for some reason, podcasts, it just, it took me over in a way I'd never had any other. I love music, I love art, I love all these things, but I can't do any of them, or at least well enough. The high you get after recording a good episode is just like, it's, it's weird, I can't explain it, but it is, it just does something to you. Hello and welcome to You Can Do It, Do It, a podcast about people whose lives have been transformed by trying something new. Today, we're joined by Chris Revel, a local podcaster in Rhode Island. My name is Chris Revel. I host Let's Chat with Chris Revel, a long-form conversational podcast, very similar to yours, and actually kind of funny, is the show that you guys are doing now, which I am a fan. I don't know if you've had anyone come on who's been a fan yet, but I won't, if not, I'm taking the first claim, All right. but you've had a year. Um, <laughs> Your exact setup was my original setup with my old partner when we first started, and then they left, and so then it kind of took a little more turns. Uh, so uh, I love that you guys have more of a local f- flavor, and so mine is not as much local flavor, but I'm starting kind of trying to turn that way. But I have a lot of comedians, actors, authors, musicians. Uh, it's a really shitty word, but like we can swear, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Cultural critics, like no one likes to be called that, but yeah. like it's kind of like a thing for people who like. And I just, I have this thing, if I find her someone I like who writes a certain amount of articles, I'm like, please be on my podcast if you're on Twitter. So a lot of like, mostly entertainment, but like science and like psychology, kind of a little all over the place. So very, I felt like when I heard your show for the first time, I was like, I was like, felt very kinship. I was like, oh yeah, we're, we're all the same people. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things, you know, that's kind of been fun about doing this is being introduced to a local community of yeah. podcasters. And I, I think when we started our first show, JP and I did, we knew none, none podcasts yeah. in Rhode Island. Um, I think Chuck and Brad were the only, yeah. was the only the one I that we kind of knew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we, I, I didn't even Google Rhode Island. Podcast. Yeah, I didn't even think to. <laughs> well, there, it wasn't there even was no need, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot who was talking. Maybe it was like I think it was Jody and Jill from uh, What She Were talking about. Like yeah. it was never a good marketing tool either. Right. Like, hey guys, this podcast piece is out of Rhode Island, and <laughs> right. everyone over the border thinks we're in New York. So like, right, it right. didn't matter. Right. Like oh why this guy's recording in Long Island no one cares yeah. <laughs> like no no Rhode Island like, you just yeah it like didn't even click to me that people would be doing that around here besides us yeah so it's once the it started popping up like this is wonderful yeah. makes it more fun I have to say yeah definitely does now how uh, since since you didn't decide to kind of focus on local folks like we did what was your strategy initially for like getting guests. Oh man, totally fly by the seat, uh, completely yeah. screw it, uh, unintentionally. I think it was eventually ended up being Twitter was I first, well, first started was really just, you do what you, everyone does. You go through all your friends and then you find your friends and friends. And then you think of anyone that, you know, like I grew up in Connecticut and I was really into like the, um, like, uh, punk and like ska and like hardcore music scene when I was younger. So I'm like, who do I know who had some, it was like my friend John was in this band Folly that would in very niche communities, that's something. So that was like the first time I was like, all right, let's get him. Then I think I got on Twitter and somebody like asked me that I didn't know. And because at that time I was like, like, all right, I guess I'm done. I've done like 30 episodes. I don't know what to do. And I was like, okay. And then that, that's, I think social media was really just, and then it exploded. Like the community that we're finding now in our local community, which I love, I'd really found online through, there's like a hashtag. Have you ever used Potter and family? which is a really great crew of like independent indie podcasters from all over the world. So it was really big online community I found early on. Uh, It really brought me in. So then it was just a lot of just like trial and error. 
and I have to, one of the best things, and this is for anyone listening, is um, there's a gentleman named David, uh, I, sorry, Dave, I forgot your last name, but he's uh, the producer of this really great um, indie podcast called The Unwritable Rant, but they have like actual celebrities on there. They've had like Don McLean and like, um, oh my, I'm bad, uh, Leah Thompson, the, yeah. the Back to the Future girl, like they have, um, so his... I don't know what they are for professional, but I think Juliet, the host, is like a former PR, even maybe still PR person. He made this video on YouTube and just laid it out there. He's like, well, everyone keeps asking me how I get guests and literally just raise a YouTube and it's like, here's how you write the email, how you do this. So it's all that. And so it's just been a big sort of trial error of uh, complete cold calls from Twitter and then finding people's emails and like digging and digging and digging and looking on websites, interviews, trying to see if someone let an email or something leak out. Oh, wow. So yeah. So sometimes you get lucky. I've like gone to PR people yeah. completely ignored and I've tweeted somebody like, sure. Wow. So like the same, yeah, it was, um, <clears throat> it was uh, Rahul, Co- Rahul Kohli who's, um, I loved him from the show I Zombie. I think he's in, um, I'm not good at video games. Gears of, something five of war yeah he's like a voice in the new one wow. which i saw his twitter uh, this is before i it, um i asked his people no response i hit him up on twitter and he like responded immediately he's like sure can you do it in an hour it's like okay oh my wow. gosh and that's one story of maybe about ten thousand people i've asked but is all you need is one person to say right. yes yeah yeah now so, were you uh, a weekly show at that time or yeah i think i was weekly sometimes twice a week for about f- the first four years oh Jeez. my gosh yeah and i don't know why i gotta look back well maybe after some therapy i figured out some maybe i was working through some stuff mm. yeah <laughs> uh, but uh, then my daughter was born so that i was gonna take a little break and i had recorded seven episodes so i would just do seven after she was born yeah. and take a little hiatus lost all of those and had to re- recoup a few of those oh, seven and a half that was when i lost seven and a half and then oh my, my computer so a bunch of stuff happened and then um, I don't know how weird you guys like getting on here. I can, whatever you want to go with. Yeah, that. Okay. yeah so then uh, my daughter was born. So about two and a half years ago, it's gonna still things are doing good. Uh, so my wife had a really traumatic birth. Uh, we she actually almost passed away giving birth. Wow. Oh my my gosh, daughter was geez. in the NICU. Uh, anything that could happen in the first year, my wife had to get a gallbladder surgery. My poor mother in law broke her arm on her front steps. We got oh broken gosh. into. Uh, so I had, I think. The technical diagnosis I would call it would be like acute compound post-traumatic stress. Yeah. But yeah. I eventually got a diagnosis of post-traumatic stress and then realized like, oh, I was depressed. That's why I basically quit for two years. Then my wife yeah. had postpartum, uh, which we're all doing. I feel like we've been kind of coming out of a, a fog. We're kind of yeah. getting reconnected. So those two years was just like, I'm going to quit. And every so often something would pop up that I would just like this passion of like something would push through all of it. Like I would get someone would come on because it was just excited the hell out of me. It was like um, a couple of the writers from Bob Burger, Bob's Burgers said they would do it. And I wow. was like, yes, yeah. or this is a real nerdy, but I got to interview. I hate, I'm not trying to name drop. I hate when people do this. No, I mean, you've done like over two, I think yeah, what, like 250 episodes. It's gotta be 250 that easily 200 released. Yeah, e- easily thirty to fifty. That's not an understatement. I've fucked up or or just disappeared to the world. Oh, uh, and some of them were uh, forever. But uh, I got to like interview the creator of Darkwing Duck, which is like an old nineties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that fondly. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's just like little things like that would like pop up here and there. And then I started feeling like work. And then once yeah. the what share thing um, happened, um, and I had met some podcasters too. Once that kind of, I was like, oh, I think it just got. I felt. I think maybe it just got stale. And then, like now doing it this way, it's so different because it was just sitting in my room talking to people, which I love, but it's so much more fun when you get to sit down with human beings and then like 
you become friends with people. You bump into each other, you get coffee, you're, you're part of a community together. So that's like the, the fun part. So I'm hoping to now do monthly. I would love to get back to weekly one day. I'm thinking maybe when my kiddo is a little bit older, when I get a little more time. There's a, there's actually a podcast on depression that I absolutely love mm. called the hilarious world of depression. Mm. Oh, I love that show. Yeah. I haven't listened to why. What's that guy's name? I, I can't remember who hosts it. I know. I confuse it with I the mental the illness happy hour. Yeah. I forgot. I think, um, I mean, I might have this wrong, but I think, I don't know if you know, um, the interview connections girls, yeah. they interviewed, yeah. um, one of those guys on one of their podcasts. Oh. I forgot which one, not their interview connections. They had a, another one, yeah. um, I cannot remember what it was. One of those podcasts they uh, yeah. hosted him. Yeah, it's a really good one. It's great, and I, I I love the the fact that mental health can be you know something that can be talked about. That's like you know, and obviously there's there's serious aspects to it. Oh and, yeah, um, but it's something where like you know what at the end of the day it's like this is just part of who I am, and some of it is actually funny. Oh, I mean, if you really like, I I like. Um, one of the things I do, like, drug, I'm a drug counselor uh, professionally. Oh, man. And at least every <laughs> IOP group that I run, uh, Richard Pryor's Live from the Sunset Strip will come up mm. to talk about. I mean, he literally fucking jokes about lighting himself on fire, freebasing heroin running down the street. <laughs> yes. And it is the funniest thing you hear. People in recovery are the funniest people you've ever met in your mm. entire life. Because, like, the shame or whatever it is it's is gone. just gone. And mm. they're just like, I was driving out my ass out the window and I just, like, yeah. drove right into the tree and the copra. Like, oh my God. So like, cause I, and I really encourage a lot of the clients I work with, like explore creativity, go to a mm. podcast, do improv, like mm. write, even if it's just for you, like it's so funny. It, it's hilarious. Yeah. It is so funny. And there's a lot of darkness, but I mean, if you can point to anything in life where there isn't, then, then I'd be surprised. Yeah. yeah. What's IOP? That- oh, oh, intensive outpatient program. Oh, okay. uh, so yeah. Man. So podcast, <laughs> mental Sorry. health. Yeah. Um, what What about? So the, the was was your depression triggered by a traumatic event or? Yeah. So or? my wife, my daughter was born. She developed preeclampsia, and then uh, about five, four and a half weeks early before my daughter was born, and then the day of her actual birth, she we were there for two days in the hospital which was no fun. And then she had uh, had to get a C-section and then she almost, so she had a C-section and then following that she had all on the same day, she had uh, three surgeries because uh, she had a postpartum hemorrhaging. So mm. as um, I got to say, this is not something I've been able to talk about until kind of recently. I took, feel yeah. like I took a really big turn in, fam- in therapy. So I was yeah. like real excited to come here. I'm like, I can finally talk about it without crying. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and I'm laughing about it. Isn't that kind of funny? Yeah. Like, my wife almost died. Ha <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so I think that was, pr- I think, uh, I think that they would call that like the trigger. But then yeah. from like, talking to my therapist uh, that I fucking love, as uh, it turned out, he called it compound because there was, it was related to it. I, uh, so I grew up with a heart condition. So I had a lot, I went to like the summer camp when I was younger for kids with heart conditions. So I got a lot of my friends died when I was young, which wow. seems normal to, have you ever heard that analogy? Like a fish in the water, like you can't, if you told the fish in water, they don't understand. So like, you don't know anything different. Yeah. So kind of coming around on that. So it was like between, so it was a mixture of like that, but also like just having, I don't know if you have children, but like having one of those things is just a fucking whirlwind on yeah. its own. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't like depression. It, it's strange because it's not depression the way you think. Like it wasn't the can't get out of bed and stuff. Like I was happy sometimes. I was still having fun. Yeah. It was more of like a loss of interest in things I once loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, podcast was a big one. I, one positive aspect of like I got off social media for a while. Yeah. Um, I still 
got rid of my fa- kept my Facebook on, but I'm keeping the podcast page Facebook. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. So I kind of that was like really a big thing. I forgot the question, but I hope I answered it. <laughs> yeah. No, I was I was yeah wondering if if depression had surfaced for you before the traumatic event. But it yeah, seems I was like, trying to think about yeah. that, and I I guess maybe, but if I did I wasn't aware well I think maybe in college maybe I did but I smoked a lot of weed in college which I remember probably why I was depressed well you said I mean like the way you grew up with the heart condition and people around you dying like probably contributed to all of it as well but it wasn't like a strict but I didn't put it together yeah exactly trauma is really weird like there's like big T's and little T's like the the analogy my therapist uh, who put it is like for me is like you're driving down the road and you hit a pothole you hit a pothole you hit your car's fine Sometimes the car starts to shake and then uh, my wife nearly dying was just a big pothole on top of yeah. all the, it was the thing right. that took the wheels off yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, yeah. and then, um, but yeah, I, I'm here we are, so, yeah. right. but you could survive everyone. <laughs> That's really amazing. I think, I mean the, the point you made about like people have like a, a definition of depression in their mind and like a, a attitude they see it being. It's like, oh, okay, I could tell that person's depressed, right? Because they're going to be like moping around and their heads hung low and whatever. But like, yeah, I, I didn't realize that till more recently either with dealing with my own mental health stuff and, and just seeing other people and just learning about more stuff that like people can seem totally fine mm-hmm. from the outside and actually be really dealing with like crippling depression or just yeah. huge anxiety or whatever. So it's like, you, you just can't tell. Like, remember, no like, idea. a celebrity dies. Like, when Robin Williams right. died, that's yeah. like, but he seemed so happy. Right. He came on a show and he made everyone laugh. Yeah, and it's like, like, yeah. Well, if you listen to his WTF with Mark Maron, you would know that wasn't the case. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, this is, like, the catch-22 of all of it. I work in the field. Like, I, I work as a case manager mm. uh, for, like, at, at Butler Hospital down the road. Wow. And I wasn't even aware of it. I was literally going through it. Because you can't tell when yourself. Right. Like, uh. the reason my wife put something together, this is, this is actually funny. Yeah. I had a bad neck pain. Couldn't move my neck for a little while. So I went to like, um, oh, it's on Hope Street, a uh, massage place. I, um, I really Butter like. Day Spa? Or? Oh, no, it's probably different. I mean, there's a ton of. Harmony on Hope, maybe? Okay, yeah, I think so. It's a really great place. I love yeah. them. And the neck uh, pain didn't go away. And I was like, oh, that's odd. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh at my own stuff. She remembered an episode of West Wing (laughs) 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 about Josh Lyman after he got shot having post-traumatic stress. She's like, you know, I think some, and I'm like supposed to be like the quote unquote expert. Like I went to school for this shit. I do it daily. And I was like, no, that can't be right. But if it makes you happy, I guess I could talk to somebody. And (laughs) boy, was she right. So if anyone out there is like, how come I didn't recognize it? I had no clue and I was literally going through it. Yeah, it's kind of scary too if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. I think I feel like I got caught it pretty early-ish on so it didn't disrupt my life too much and led me to a path that I think... I think it led me down a, a much better path, which I'm like, I'm happy now, but I guess it's always the hard thing. Like there's a Winston Churchill quote. It's like when you're going through hell, just keep going because yeah. you will get out, which I tell my clients all the time, but it's yeah. so hard when you're in it, you don't see it. Right. But like when you can get some distance from it, you're like, all right, that sucked. But the mid, you, you, the, the yin to the yang. So the worst thing that ever happened led to the best thing that could ever happen. So it's, it's weird. And it's hard. I mean, I, I got to imagine it's really hard dealing with that and, and realizing those things are going on while also having, like I, I recently had a daughter. Oh, congrats. Uh, thanks. Yeah. She, uh, six months ago. And like, how are you awake? I know. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> so right now, actually. Wow. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I, I've dealt with some 
stress and anxiety issues and stuff as well, but also just yeah. thinking like what you were going through while also like having this like joy come into your life. That's yeah. like such a difficult juxtaposition. You and you know? feel guilt. Right. And right. you feel bad. And yeah. I guess part of it, I wasn't even sure what was going on because there's also that's a time in your life you're also everything's new and everything's changed for those who help. I hated this until I had a kid, but you don't understand it until you have one. (laughs) And I hate when people say that, (laughs) but, and I'm sorry, but it, it, for me, it was a hundred percent true. I had no idea what the hell I was getting into. Right. Like love my nephew and stuff is different. So it wasn't uncommon that you wouldn't be in a good headspace because you don't sleep at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you still, cause like, you know, your life still moves on. Your, your work is like, Oh my God, congratulations. And then like day three, I'm being back. They're like, all right, did you get that done? Right. They're okay. Like, you didn't sleep. A lot of us yeah. have babies, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. My kid's an asshole and he's 13. So you're, should be happy. Like, right. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. I'm just really tired. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I just want to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And then dealing with, you know, the depression and stuff yeah. on top of that. It's like, Oh, that's insane. It's and I poor, thank God my wife now she's and she had post she had got diagnosed with postpartum and now she's become like big advocate to to talk about it and oh. if you really want to really feel bad about uh, the state of the war of our country in this set of maternal care like re, mm. it was like we have some of the worst maternal care um, infant mortality rates in like the country yeah, like, and the I developed like, world I think yeah, right, yeah. oh Amazon, yeah you're right thank yeah. you um, like Texas like has some of the it's like it gets worse too for like uh, different class and different ethnicities and yeah. different races. But I mean, we had a great team. But like the stuff, some of the, there's just so many stories of like um, it's just like wait, what? We spent all this money for healthcare and it's not even that good. Don't tell my insurance company boss I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Blue Cross. <laughs> you had a triggering event. You have been working through depression. You kind of you you let go a bunch of things. Yeah. for some time. And then you decided to pick certain things back up. Yeah. Now, why why pick the podcast back up out of out of everything you could have picked oh, wow. back up? You know, why was it the podcast? I should be paying you. <laughs> Oof, take that therapist. I, I I don't know. It's the one thing I've ever done in my life that I really loved. I've started uh, a lot of projects and quit. I mean, besides people, <laughs> but I, sure. I've started a lot of projects and quit. I've tried this, I tried that, but for mm. some reason podcast, it just, it took me over in a way I'd never had any other, I love music, I love art, I love all these things, but I can't do any of them, or at least well enough, so yeah, that's a good question, I really, I don't know what it was, it was some, it was always the thing that, like the, I can't quit you kind of thing, it yeah. just mm. it was something internal, and I love um, I think, I mean, I love I have such a positive uh, like regard for some of, of doing it I mean, there's definitely a grind, as you both know, but the the high you get after recording a good episode is just like it's it's weird i can't explain it but it is it just does something to you i don't think we've ever had an episode that we got out of and we're like oh that was bad yeah <laughs> give it time no i'm just the same here i've always even yeah. i'm like yeah that came out good but there's sometimes you walk out like elated yeah. you're like yeah. oh my god and sometimes they're ones that no one ever listens to or cares about right. but it's but just do, about yeah. like but that was for me right mm. so that's yeah, yeah i think i wonder why and i think also i'm such an extrovert it was always the connection to people yeah and like it's just, I mean, what a there's no other way that the three of us would have sat down at 7.30 on a work night to do this. And, and that, that's okay. We <laughs> know that about each yeah. other. And I think it was just like, it's such a great way to like trick people into your lives or mm. into your, your brain. Like, um, like, I need to like write that down. It's, it's it, such it, a great way to trick people into I mean, your you lives. you have a pen and a note. <laughs> yeah, you really have a pen. Yeah. And we're literally recording yeah. this. So maybe later you write it down. But yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if you ever like, you know, if you watch a TV show or you, 
well, I mean, you guys, you went to a restaurant. You like yeah. that restaurant. And I'm, I've always liked behind the scenes. And now you get to be like, I want to talk to the chef, but there's no way that's going to really happen for an right. hour because he's busy. Mm-hmm. But now you've kind of made this construct of, well, come to my house and sit down. And yeah. uh, they got, I forgot his name, but the guy's at, he's right there. Troop. Yeah. yeah, that place is great, by the way. Or so like, good. Give you donuts, like you yeah. know, stuff like that. It's it's cool. Like you're always like, there's no way you probably would have had a healthy way to not be a stalker. <laughs> yeah, right. Like you yeah. just ping him, and you're like, hey, you want to get it, get together and talk? And she's like, why would I do that? Do yeah, like, yeah. I like, guess we yeah. could do. That. Sure. I mean, part of me thinks like I should do that, but it's just time. Yeah, I think it's. You'd probably be surprised. I bet how many times it would actually be mm. it would work out but man that yeah without having that construct yeah so daunting especially now like once like you know having like a like my t- my free time is like zero limited yeah. it gets better just so you know yeah no i, I mean it, it's funny you mentioned like uh the tiredness and stuff like that yeah. but also the elation after an episode because like honestly there's been weeks where i'm just like i can't i can't do this right now <laughs> yeah and then we fit and i'm like like we're putting the podcast stuff together, it's Steve setting up, and I'm just like, okay, we're gonna do this, and then I finish the episode, I'm like, okay, I can't stop doing this. This yes. is crazy. I love this. Yeah. It's such an addiction. Yeah, it's such an. It really is. It just, I don't. know. There's something about it. And now that there's like a like a scene in in Rhode Island is just like, I just. It's almost like I feel like honestly, I feel like I'm almost starting all over again. It feels like a real like rebirth in a way. Like it's mm. like brand new because it's, um, like uh, Chuck from the Chuck and Brad show. Like yeah. I. Had listened to it. I really liked that show, and I reached out to him. I somehow, yeah, it must have been me or vice. One of us wrote to someone, yeah. and we were like going to do a podcast. And this isn't even that long ago. This is only like within the last six months. And I was like, yeah, man, I'd love to have you on the show or whatever. And this was before I knew about what cheer is like. But my computer broke, and I don't have any equipment. But I'd still like if you want to come on. He's like, well, just come to my house and I'll record it for you. I was like, all right. <laughs> oh, nice. And never met this person in my entire life. Mm. Went to his house and we sat down and we talked for three straight hours. And wow. then I had to leave because wow. I had to get back to work and we could have kept talking. Oh my God. That's and, then, awesome. and that's podcasting in a nutshell. Like mm. it was like, okay, this is amazing. Now was this when Chuck was over at like the uh, like the luxury apartment downtown after his house burned down? Or no, was this was at his house at house his in Warren. House. Oh, but great. like, I, I should really look that up. It was literally, it was, it was this year. It was yeah. a, yeah, I was okay, looking through yeah, your so episode. Yeah. Like, I was actually surprised that you'd only just more recently interviewed him, considering they've been doing it for what? Like, I never had heard of that show. Yeah, yeah. until yeah. it was um, we got a really nice gentleman named Orrin Hannity wrote like a piece for the monthly and put mm-hmm. a handful of people in there, and that's how I found them, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yeah, and it was all connects to Crime Town because yeah. Crime Town was based in Providence season mm-hmm. one, so he was able to convince the editors to write a five or ten or X amount of podcasts that aren't Crime Town. Right? Like, <laughs> isn't it so weird? Like Gimlet did this huge thing, and then it had such a big personal effect on like me and Chuck, and I met yeah. uh, Jessica Rhodes that way, mm-hmm. and uh, Helena from the Nat, uh, that Newport show. Like, yeah. like, like all these people, we just like all of a sudden like, oh, we know each other now because of that <laughs> little article. And yep. I got to meet Orrin. I had coffee with Orrin, who's a really nice He's a club member, too. Really nice. Oh, really? Really, really nice. I only met him that one time, but really nice guy. That's awesome. I think he had the same thing, had like a baby. And then it's like, free time, peace. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate that my wife takes, I mean, lets me do these kind of things. Because it's I like, I go to do this, and she has yeah. to just take care of our daughter. So yeah. like, which obviously she loves to do. I love to do it when she has to do things. But you know. It also sucks. Yeah, it still sucks. It's, it's great, like, but it sucks. Yeah. I, I mean, I love it, but it sucks. But yeah. it also, I love it, but also part of it sucks. Does it, does it suck? A little. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, it's like, the, it, it's such, apparently it's the weirdest thing. It's like, it's, it's the greatest experience. I have no words for it, but it's mm. also miserable at some points. But I mean, I'm overall, 
I my daughter was born when I was 32, so mm. I feel like if I did this and I was like unintentionally when I was younger, I could see why people would be miserable. <laughs> yeah, right. You're just yeah. like not like you haven't lived your life at that point. Yeah, <laughs> it feels and like you she was really a, selling it. Yeah. yeah. You are, I'm so sorry because he's considering having kids. Uh, it's awesome. Like the, the elation you get from a show, yeah. you know, I, that's not what we're here for, but the elation you get oh, from the show, it's like, on, this is the whole, yeah, it's at 11, you know, yeah, but everything is the I'm show. A, I'm a firm believer. If you don't want kids, don't have them. Mm, but if sure. you do, like we actually had to go through IVF yeah. and every step of that way was just more reaffirming that this is what we want. Yeah. yeah. So, and, but yeah, it's, yeah, you have it's to everything. You've got to be sold if you're doing that. Yeah, because there's yeah. a lot of times we could have just like, no, I don't want it. And the more we kept going through, I was like, yeah. Actually, once my nephew was born, that sounds like, hey, if my idiot brother can do this, I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love my brother. I'm just fucking around. Of course. Yeah. So I've listened to, um, I've only listened to a couple episodes. So I, I, oh, thank you. I had heard about you. Um, actually, I hadn't heard about the show except in like passing and maybe like an article or something. But at the yeah. What's Your Listening Party. Like, yeah. I thought like uh, I liked the kind of genuine attitude you bring to a conversation. Oh, like yeah. there's a there's a genuine nature to like how you interact with people and the questions you ask. Um, and so I've listened to a couple episodes, really enjoyed them. Jessica Rose was actually one of them. Oh, thanks. Yeah, um, that was a really fun one. And uh, yeah. and the most recent one with the the What's Your um, folks. I had to like, selfishly. I think that was one of my best ones. Which That's one? Great. The the one with um, Jillian and um, oh, it was super solid. Yeah, it was great. Name? Oh, why do I? I'm so good. Jillian, Jillian and, and Jody. 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 Yes, because yeah. they're so lovely. I was yeah, like, they were great. I told them afterwards. I'm like, this is like the first time I didn't have imposter syndrome of doing it. Yeah, yeah. We should talk more about that. Actually, imposter syndrome. But <laughs> yeah. the uh, what what kind of approach do you take to uh, interviewing someone? You know, like is it is it just you purely go into it just being like I'm just going to straight up have a conversation, or do you have like any kind of uh, agenda with it? So that's the appearance I want to have, and yeah. this is something I've, I like to say I've crafted. Um, yeah. Like a great director, like if you ever hear this theory, like a good actor, uh, actors make good directors because you see everyone else do it. Mm. Podcast addict, been listening for years and listening to tons and tons and tons, and there was a. I don't know, there was an old show in Fuse called Steven's Untitled Rock Show, and he had a podcast that I loved, and he was like a professional host kind of guy. And I had got to interview him, and he gave me some good tips. And one of the things he was just like, he's like, take a class, do research, like put work into it. I was like, oh, all right. So at first, yeah, that was totally like, let's just show up and see where that goes. And then that's, no one likes that. Uh, so that you want to have the appearance that you're, Everything you're asking is really new to you, but really you kind of know. So I, I, at the point now, I think I would call it like a skeleton script where I don't tell anyone what, unless they have a reason to be there. I usually have like notes. I like kind of think of like I have beats I want to hit, but I don't want the listener to know that's what's really happening. But in all reality, yeah, usually I'll have like a notepad and be like, hit these things. And sometimes my notes will be like six, seven. I'll have like tons and tons of overprepared and notes and then ask like two questions. Um, a lot of I find is like just listening to people. I love, I just, I like, love podcasts. I don't like to read as much. So like the more research you could do, the better. I do a ton of research. I'll listen to anything that you've been on before or that I can get my hands on and read. And so, yes, I, I want it to really sound like it's a natural, authentic conversation. But in truth, uh, authentic, natural conversation is not interesting to listen to because the reason I wouldn't be like, Here's some stuff I went through. I wouldn't talk to you at the wheelchair crate. Be like, dude, that's so weird. Why are you talking about this? <laughs> yeah. Please stop. I just said hi. Right. <laughs> so it's like it's. I guess podcast. It's weird. It's like an artificially heightened conversation. Yeah. So like I I really um like you know I I really try to match the energy of the guest too. Like I want to come in with big energy so then they can kind of 
give that back. And if they're not, then you kind of lower it. And like, yeah. it's like really, it's, yeah, it's always like trying to, not a false sense of security. I do want people to feel secure. And if anyone wants anything cut out, I've had people say, please don't post that episode. Like, eh, whatever. I'm not a journalist. That's not my intention. It's not gotcha journalism by any means. No, that's awesome. I mean, I think that's, uh, that's a really interesting perspective because, yeah, it does not come across that way at all. Oh, it definitely, you. you know, and uh, and you mentioned like a professional host kind of attitude. There's definitely shows I've listened to in the past where it's like you have like a script. This is the way you do it. And like I get burnt out on that. Oh, I just I there's hate like it. there's such a um, and like this is kind of a silly like maybe like a buzzword, but like authenticity. Mm-hmm. There's just a feeling of like this authenticity is inauthentic. Is not a buzzword. No, no. Well, authenticity not. used in that context of like of being your authentic self. You know, you pick up podcasts again. Um, from what I would interpret, you know, having listened to you talk about it, is actually because you get there's something about the social aspect of it and the communal aspect of it that I think fits like fills a void for you. That's um, such a better way of saying. It. I was going to say it's like adult friendships, but yeah. yours is so much better. <laughs> I mean, adult friendships actually might be part of it too. Like, yeah, because it's just hard. It, it After is college, hard to make friends mm. as an adult Holy and keep and keep yeah. friends and yes. relationships going. I think the keeping, yeah, it's yeah. the keeping. Are yeah. you guys? Did you grow up in Rhode Island? We did. Yeah, yeah. yeah I grew up in well, not that far, but I grew up in Connecticut. Yeah, and then I moved here in like 2011. So like, but not having that core of people I've known for like 20 years without even right. trying. Like, I had friends I've known for like almost. 15, 20 years, but we never tried. Yeah. We just, we, we, I grew up in Meriden, Connecticut. Yeah. I just would bump into him all the time, or we'd go at the same party, mm. or we just. Meriden, Connecticut, home of the steamed hamburger. Steamed hams, yeah. yeah. That's actually, uh, that, that Simpsons reference is actually a reference in Ted Steam's Cheeseburger. I love it. My next door neighbor opened up one in Cromwell growing yeah. up. But, oh, awesome. Uh, but um, so funny. Off record, they are terrible. <laughs> I mean, I've had a, I've had a steam. Me too. Been. I went to middle school down the street from there, and I've had one as an adult. I was like, yeah. this is not good, and it's too bad because I like, I want them to be good. <laughs> I, I very much enjoyed the experience. It's yeah. not the best hamburger. But no, it's it, not. It was a lot of hamburger. Yeah, mm-hmm. I lived in the opposite part of town. I lived in the nicer. I grew up in the nicer part of Meriden. Oh yeah, that's but, awesome. They had tiny steamed hamburgers. Tiny gourmet. Yeah, gourmet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's Ted's and then there's Kayla Mays. They're yeah. like the two. And I remember like everyone's like, oh, it's so great. It's regional. And then I guys, I got around like high school, we got really into Food Network, like very foodie. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, maybe there's a reason this never left our region. Like coffee milk is like really good, but like no one else has it. I'm like, so you're not from Renata. What, uh, what, what kept you in the state? I met. And what brought you to the state? Uh, my, my, my wife or my now wife, wife but uh, yeah. We, uh, I, she was my girlfriend at the time. I met her. We did long distance. I lived at my, I was living out of college, lived work and living at my parents' house. And I actually really wanted to move to New York or like North Jersey. I had like a lot of friends, a lot of connections in that area. And then I met her. I was like, oh, I guess we're going to date. And then she was living in the West End at that point. And then I moved in with her and just jumped board. So it's, it's great. I, I really like it. I don't know. People who grew up here seem to hate it, but I, I, I fucking love it. It's so beautiful. It's so Providence is amazing. I didn't really come here growing up for, from my understanding is good reason because yeah. <laughs> there's nothing to my understanding. Right. But like by the time I got here, it's like, this, this is, is great because Connecticut, like Hartford, New Haven aren't anything to write home about. So like, I just kind of fell in love with it. Yeah, I was even thinking too. Like, I remember thinking like, if something were to happen at one point, if we broke up, I was like, would I stay here? Because like, I, I really like it here. Outside of her, like, I just really like it here. Yeah. Like, I, it's it's home now. Like, it really is. Like, I, I was oh god, I was at work. I had to go somewhere. I was in North Kingston. And I had to go to Westerly, 
there's no highway to get there. It's like, it's like last Friday. And I was just driving and I was like, oh my God, our state is like, you can't see the visual, very yeah. little, but it's so different. Like Richmond, Rhode Island didn't know existed. Uh-huh. <laughs> have you, I'm sure maybe you have, but like, yeah. I like, I spend most of the time up in this area. I was like, right. oh my God, it's so, there's so many parts of our state are just woods and yeah. rural. Mm. And then we have the coast and then everyone lives in right here right. <laughs> in Providence yeah. region. So I, I really like it here. Like it's, it's great. I'm, 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 it's a great state. Yeah, it's funny when you work with a contractor or something in Rhode Island and they're like, oh, I don't come to, to North Providence. I'm like, you know how fast it is to get anywhere in Rhode Island? Oh Are my, you crazy? Yeah. It makes no sense. I grocery shop in Massachusetts yeah. sometimes. Like I go to a fucking Market Basket. Oof, and, like, yeah. It's like 20 minutes. Fancy guy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fancy. Yeah. Oh, I, I, my wife at one point was working at a clothing store in North Providence and people from like Worcester would drive down because it was like a specialty clothing mm-hmm. store. Mm-hmm. And people would call from like, she would get a call from like war like, oh, do you have this? And I don't, I don't want to take the trek up there. And like, it's 20 minutes. I definitely feel more appreciation by knowing people who are like, I came here and I love it and I'm never going to leave. And it's like, yeah. wow, you came from X big city or this beautiful place. And and uh, and I think that's one of the things that I get inspiration from, from talking to our guests and stuff as well. And I'm, I'm sure you do too. It's like, you just, it shifts your perspective, you know? And it's Waterfire. so awesome to have these conversations. Waterfire. The first time I went to Waterfire, I had no idea what I was going to. And they tried to explain it to me. I was like, all right, well, whatever. It was, I forgot what year. It was like probably 2011. It, and it was like the, it was the Rhode Island Philharmonic was performing. It was like the Arts and Idea Festival simultaneously. Mm. I felt like I was in Gotham. <laughs> and it was yeah. beautiful. And, and my wife, my now wife and her friend were like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. They, she went to college. She's not from here, but went to college here. Right. So they had been a billion times. Yeah. And now I'm kind of like that. I'm like, oh, whatever, water fire. But I, sure. I was like, oh my God, this is so, I'm, I lived in Meriden, Connecticut. We had the Daffodil Festival once yeah. a year where Gargantuan Soul. Yeah, who played would be like the big or, or one year Chuck Berry played, but oh. would, yeah, pre Me Too era. Ah, <laughs> so man. you might be like, why would you let that guy play? Mm. And that would like our biggest claim to fame would be like uh, the guitarist from SNL is from there. Right. So like we didn't have <laughs> cool stuff, and like Hartford right. was really dangerous, and New Haven was very segregated. Like Yale kept to itself. Like you didn't. Mm. Interact with Yale people, hmm. so it's, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. The the getting over water fire, like it, it is an amazing thing. And now you know, sometimes you're like, oh no, water fire's here. It's going to be so bad uh, for traffic. traffic today. I know. <laughs> so hard to get through the downtown. <laughs> right. I know. I know. My in laws moved up here uh, to watch my daughter, and, and they they're from Jersey, and they um they volunteer at water fire. Like, oh, cool! Which I give them so much credit. Maybe that's their version of a podcast. Like they move to a new place, and you have to like make friends and get connected. And they're yeah. they're so into it, and yeah. like it's like yeah, good man. That's all. It is cool. It's beautiful. And one thing too, I learned from working in the Biltmore, a lot of famous people come through our state that you don't realize. Hmm. And of course, I would meet them and not know who they were, and make a complete ass out of myself frequently. <laughs> oh no! And be like, oh, it's you. <laughs> and then be like, do you know who you were just talking to? No, <laughs> so it's it's interesting. Like everyone who comes here loves it. Hmm. People like oh, it would always be people from foreign people. You'd always meet people from like Sweden and Norway or whatever. I'd be like, we want. I won't, I won't do the accident because I will fuck it up. Yeah. But I'd be like, yeah, I'd, we were in Boston and we wanted lunch, so we came down here. And then yeah. we turn around. I'm like, I haven't been to Boston in months. Right. <laughs> yeah, I could. I just don't but yeah i mean 200 plus episodes like what does that what does that mean to you looking back on it you know like that that's a that's a huge achievement and i mean you know the quality level has only improved with time like i mean what i've listened to has been awesome and you've said like 
that's how you felt about it as well. Yeah. So it just keeps growing. I feel like for a while that was my like white whale. Like when yeah. I was like, I should stop, but I'm at like 196. Like let's just right. get. And for a while in my head, I was like, I just got to hit two. Sure. I just, I just have to. I don't know why, but yeah. yeah. But is, now that you're feeling inspiration about it again, like yeah. what does it feel like to look back on that? It feels really good. It almost feels like a different life in a way. I feel yeah. like. Um, so I've been doing uh, EDMR therapy, which is fucking. If, if, if I don't know if you're aware of it, but I could get yeah. into it. It's kind of weird. It's. I like to say it's one step before you get to woo woo world of like that Gwyneth Paltrow stuff, <laughs> right. but it's called um, eye desensitization repro- eye desensitization movement. No EDF. Yeah, eye desensitization movement reprocessing. Yep. Um, but anyway, but um, it's it's wonderful. But one of the things of it does it's kind of like kind of resets. I guess I would say it's a kind of like a reset. So like for the first like I would say up until maybe like even a few months I always did the podcast, but like it was always like this secret thing that I did that I didn't really talk to my friends about it, and I wouldn't bring it up. I remember being on a wedding, and someone's like, "Do you have any po- any hobbies?" Like, no. Wow. And then like more recently, I kind of like I finally for the first time like had like pride and confidence. I'm like, fuck yeah. So right now it feels really good. For a while it was just I was always like in love with the idea of the workhorse, like the head down, just keep going. And that's all it was for that whole time. And now I'm like, you know, you gotta you gotta celebrate a little stuff. You guys just hit a year. Like right. that's so big. It's huge. That's so big. Like, yeah. yeah. And I didn't I I guess my, my biggest regret was not celebrating those moments until more recently. But like so when the little things would happen, like it would feel good because it's it's funny because it's over six years, but like when you talk about it, it sounds like it was all bam, 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 but it it wasn't. But it but it does feel that way because I think all of us were so lucky that we forget the bad stuff of life, <laughs> like with, with uh, which you'll find out too as your daughter gets older. You forget the first few months of their life, like all the bad. I, I'm stuff. already forgetting the like craziness of yeah. the first few weeks and stuff. It's it blows my mind. Yeah, yeah and like like women when they give birth, like chemically their brain like almost erases, and that way they can get pre- get pre- to, uh, do it again. Right. Wow. Yeah, it's insane. So I think I forgot about all the bad, and now I'm just like really resting on all the really good stuff, and like, yeah. like confidently for once in my life, being like, I'm, I'm really proud of this. Like, I, I did yeah. this thing. I was like, I am gonna make merch. I'm gonna do these things that I've was always like. Sometimes I would use my old like DIY punk eth ethos to kind of hold myself back, which. Mm. Well, you can look at yourself like eh, maybe that was like shame or some bullshit, but sure. yeah, but yeah, it felt good. It was. That night at what she was like, what probably was, I was telling Victoria, I was like, for podcasting, that was like my biggest highlight. I felt like it was like my victory lap. I was like, yes, yeah. finally, I've just been sitting here and fine. It was like the first time someone like I didn't know walked up to me and it's like, oh, I love your show or something. Yeah, or nice. you follow me on Twitter or like, and I'm meeting you too. Like, <laughs> and I like your show or like, I like your show. And then you like, I was like, that hasn't really happened before. So it was mm-hmm. like, it felt like a real victory lap. Was yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, getting up there and being like, Hey, as it turns out, I'm like one of the most seasoned people here. Like, the, that's yeah, incredible. You, you were yeah. the veteran podcast. Yeah. I think, yeah, actually out of the group. Cause yeah, I think yeah. Chuck was there, but he didn't, he didn't present, yeah, he didn't but, present. Yeah. Yeah. but not seasoned in the like, uh, washed up way. Like you haven't quit yet. Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. like seasoned, like holy crap. Like you've been like growing this thing for several yeah. years. You've got 200 plus episodes. It's amazing. I was like, you know, I'm like, ah, maybe I should make some money from this. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. Like, but yeah, I've always compared podcasts into music and I've always, saw myself as more the older guy playing at the bar on the weekday. I don't ever think I'll make money or become a professional podcaster. I'd be open to it, but sure. but not that's not my route. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, it's just always going to be like the passion project. And I'm like, got very content with that. Like I'm, I'm very happy with where it's at. And yeah. like, and ask me on a different day. I'd be like, Oh no, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It feels good. It feel, I'm sure you feel that too. After a year, be like, and you guys you do it together. So like, that's really two years because if you think of, cause like, you know, one of you could have quit by now. 
<laughs> I like that. I like that perspective of like appreciating the small victories yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I feel like we were even talking about this about uh, some stuff at work. It was like we, you know, had a big milestone, and then it was immediately just like w- this is the next thing we have to do. Get into it, and like barely even appreciate yeah. it, you know. And it's important to look back on. You got to celebrate. I'm trying to work on that too. Like you got to celebrate those little little things and whatever it is. Like I like um like I got like the first time I got like any sort of press was like a big deal, and then I was like. Maybe I should print that out. Like I didn't do that. I need to like kind of do a little more of that. Like maybe like have like a little shrine or a little area where I could like yeah. the accomplishments. Cause like, yeah, yeah. that is cool. I'm, awesome. I'm fucking proud that I did this or did that. Like, yeah. And then for sure it's a podcast. The majority of it, I would say about 95% of it is just your head down and you grind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And the reward is this, this is the fun part yeah. and everything else is the grind, the booking, the editing, the everything else that goes into it. Mm. Yeah. And what's what's the process look like for you to do a show? So you you reach out to guests, you book them, yeah. And yeah. then what's the next step? Now I I would be recording at the What Cheer Studio. Thank yeah. You. But, but before it was uh yeah uh let's see first how do I do? I always have like a list of people I want to have on, and then it's about a waiting game of it's a, it's a it's still a hypothetical. This is someone I don't know. Uh, so and they're in the public eye from any level of like famous to they're an indie, just someone in the public eye, uh, and then kind of wait for the right moment to ask because it's all about timing. So like mm. wait until they're promoting, um, go through the people, go through mm. them, find out they say yes, then nail down a date and then record and then try to edit ASAP and then give them a heads up. And um, I always like to ask people, is there anything you want cut out? Like, is this yeah. good? Uh, and you know, it's more about your schedule. Like, do you want this up for a certain time and then post promote and then throw it away and start over? <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. So that is the part I need to like celebrate more, but like it's out. Yeah. Right. Mm. And like, do you guys get nerdy for the stats? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. That, that can be really fun. Yeah. That can be real fun. Like, yeah, yeah. And then you start to learn about like VPNs and your stuff like, oh, so maybe not everywhere in, in uh, Ukraine was downloaded by podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Or like there's people, you know, we get downloads in California and Steve's like, I'm pretty sure this is Apple employees testing podcasts or something. Like yeah. That. They're, they're reviewing our show. I, I yeah. do that a lot. I, yeah. I do that a ton, but yeah. it's. Yeah. But then if you look at your numbers long enough, at some point it's not that. And California right. has – well, I don't know about you. I use Lipson. And I also know the the Jagger. It's not – because it's they have Providence slash New Bedford. Right. So they're not <laughs> perfect. But yeah, yeah. I don't know about like, – California, I do like big numbers in California. Huh. But I was like, well, that oh, – right, big for me. Industry, yeah. Sure. But like – but I'm like, oh, that's also because what? Almost all of our country's population lives in California. Right. Mm, and yeah. then you have like seven downloads in Montana. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, the majority of people just live in those areas where people live. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's cool. It's awesome. I had a, I had a thought, but now I'm blanking on what it was. Oh, um, so for, for us, whenever people say, what's your favorite episode? My answer, I don't know what JP's, I'm actually more curious about what yours is and then I'll say what mine is. What's your favorite episode? Of our show? Yeah. Oh shoot! Do you have one? I don't. I don't think I have. I mean, I, I could probably think of one, but I don't think any one particular one. You know what? Actually, I think one of my favorite episodes was with Morgan. Huh. It was like our third episode. Why is that? Which uh, one's that? Uh, Morgan Gray. Um, she runs Whisk Me Away. I listened to that like two days ago. Yeah, I was actually wanted to mention that she was. I don't know her by any means. Yeah. So bubbly and like she's she just, just came a, off so nice. Yeah. She's just through. a lovely person. Yeah. and like super energetic. And like she she was one of the episodes early on that made me think like when I'm interviewing a person. You were talking about energy earlier. Yeah, like to try to bring some of that energy. Like, you know, I think it's, it's a good perspective to not like force someone into a certain energy, but she was so bubbly. And I was like, 
I'm energized, Steve's energized, she's energized, like, and she's bringing us into that. Yeah. I could feel try, I'm listening to it. Yeah, like try bringing other people into that, and that that so that one probably sticks out to me. She yeah. was goddamn delightful. Yeah, she's really like all nice. your guests are great for the ones I listen to, but I, I'm sure you have that too. There's just sometimes, yeah. uh, just, and maybe no one else feels it. Maybe people feel differently, or maybe I just like felt connected to her or something. But yeah. like I remember, like I was listening to it like, like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was too. It's funny too because like you ever have like little snippets of memories when you listen to something mm, yeah. i was driving down hope street going by arrow salon thinking i was oh, listening yeah. to your podcast oh, and like funny. oh you just had that girl on but i'm listening to whisk me away and this is like right. two weeks ago yep and i was like yeah i remember being like wow she's really just great nice yeah, yeah. yeah. and she's so that, i think that's part of the reason it sticks out and also it was like one of our like probably one of our not rusty because we just hadn't done it that much we'd never really been interviewing people so yeah. and that was she was one of the first people we didn't really know personally too yeah. the first weird? couple we like kind of well like you were friends with and I knew them more on the periphery yeah but then with her it was like I don't know you at all and like you have a business like this is a serious thing for you yeah I want to respect that and, and do a good job so yeah you were nervous like, I was you super were nervous like, yeah I was like I don't want to go there and be like Sorry, I just wasted all of your time. Yeah. Like you're a, you're about to go and work for the next seven hours because she usually works like overnight and stuff. Yeah, and so I'm like, I don't want to screw this up. So that yeah. was like, yeah. That's, Sometimes yeah. the nerves are good. Yeah, makes you work harder. Yeah. yeah, it's true. What about you? My favorite episode is always the last episode that we've done. Ah, well, time no, but it's after time. it's just like the it's kind of the way my brain yeah works. Mm. It's like the second like a, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I mean, I, and I, I I'll write about this in a future blog post, but like I I have a really like I, I want to ask the question like what's next mm. more often than I kind of dwell on like the past successes or failures. Mm. Like it's important to learn from your mistakes of to course. celebrate success and to ultimately like use that. So then this is where you get to me. Like you ultimately use that to make yourself better in the future. But yeah. How about for you, Chris? Like what's your, yeah, that's what it, it always, it's always the ones that so for me to meet this, so there's one, like I did one, of my parents on my 30th birthday. So that would be, oh. always be like special because mm-hmm. my parents, yeah. um, my wife and I did one once we found out she was pregnant about IVF, which was really special and all that stuff. Yes. But in all reality, yeah. <laughs> the real special one is my favorite, favorite band in high school. And even to this day, uh, this is called boy sets fire. And I got to the, had the singer come on my show. And oh, I think cool. that will be one of it's those ones. It's the childhood stuff. It's like, yeah. or like Tad stones who did Darkwing duck, like talking to yeah. him or people who like, or like Mike price from the Simpsons, anyone who had connections yeah. to something I love. It's like but, deep in your nostalgia. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's just so deep in my brain. And, and, um, but I think really, I think it was the Nathan gray one was so special. And then he like, when he put a solo album out, he, his like people reached back. He's like, "Oh, Nathan had fun. Would you like to do it again?" I was like, "Yeah." And that's actually one of the episodes I lost half. Of. I lost my oh, half, but kept out his. And I was so committed that I went back, listened to all of it, and then filled in the spots trying to figure wow. out what I said. Yeah. Oh my god. Now I just like fuck. It, I don't give a shit. But like yeah. at that time, I was so like, I can't let Nathan down. Yeah. yeah. And that's only like a year, ago, a couple years ago. But yeah, that was the one I got to. If there's a band I also like, my friends and I would love called the Get Up Kids. Yeah. And uh, I got. To oh, talk, they're great. I, I got yeah. to talk to the singer Matt Pryor, and that that's was like really a, cool. Like that was like like, dude. I one time like when I was eighteen or nineteen, my friends we drove when they broke up the first time. My friends and I couldn't handle it, mm. it was, so we drove to Toronto for their last show, and so oh it's like a really gosh. special place in yeah. our heart. It's the first time I ever left the country, wow. and um, it was cool. What do you think is going to be different about this year than the past six? I wasn't nervous coming today. And like maybe a few months ago, I would have been like, oh, my nerves. And maybe I would have censored myself a little more. and be like, maybe I shouldn't say this. But now I'm just like, nah, just if it happened, just say it. You know, I'm going to make it my main priority to only record with people in person. And then maybe 
Uh, like I'm sure you know, there's there's a certain level of uh, effort you put into various guests. Like um, like I'm I'm sure you guys are nice to have me, but I'm and but there's a certain amount of level of flexibility you have with your life, rightfully so. So I think unless it's like a bigger name, I'll try to do the, uh, to, to, if it's like someone like actually like I have to have this guest on, but they're in California, fuck it, we'll do it. But like outside of that, I really want to try to do more in person. And I really want to, honestly, I really want to, I also have given up on the numbers. Cause I was like, that was the thing chasing myself so hard for numbers. And I'm like, but why they didn't turn into anything. So now it's more, I really want to put more of a focus and just like the kind of getting more out of, of this out of it, like more of like kind of grow the show. I really want to get like merch for myself and not even for money, just to be like, fuck it, I did this, like be proud of it. And just, um, yeah, I really want to like kind of treat it like how I used to be really involved, like the music scene in Connecticut growing up and just like more trades. Like, like obviously you guys have to come on my show and which I don't know if you knew that, but you are coming on. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Steve I and heard, I had already I talked heard, about yeah. it, <laughs> uh, but that's like, so stuff like that. Just more like, just make it much more about like as local as not even trying to promote Rhode Island because like Rhode Island's great, but like just people who live around here or and then also like trying to do more um like traveling musicians or people who are touring through coming through like that. Uh, I would love to like go do stuff like more Comic Con. I guess more pushing myself outside of my comfort zone because I think I got very stale with that, which which was very comfortable and it started to become routine. Chris, thank you so much for coming on our show. Yeah. Oh, thank you guys for having me on. It, it was when you when you set up, it was like it felt so good. I was like yes, because do you do? I listen to like a lot of podcasts and like man, I wish I could be on that one. And then when I listened to yours, it's like I could huh, be on that. One. I could be on it, yeah. and I. And could I do it be. and did it. <laughs> and, well, and everyone listening, you guys will come on Let's Chat and it will be wow. awesome. It's going to be great. Yeah. Looking Thank forward you. to it. Or terrible. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it could be one of those episodes that you really hate. It was terrible. YCDD do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out we can't be guests. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to You Can Do It, Do It. If you want to learn more about what Chris is up to, visit youcandoitdoit.com. As always, thank you to Night Swim for the use of their song Fiji as the theme song for this show. You can find their music on Apple Music, Spotify, and the like. In addition, we are on Patreon. So if you love the show and want to support it, visit youcandoitdoit.com slash Patreon. We have various levels of patronage that uh, you can participate in. And we're really thankful for our current patrons and, and the new ones subscribing every week. So thank you again for that. If you're supporting the show, really, it means a lot to us. Last but not least, we're really grateful for you listening to the show. It means a lot to us that you would take the time to spend with us and our guests every other week. So we'll see you soon. And thanks again. Bye.